Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pursuit of Confidence podcast. My name is Tina and I'm a certified life coach. Let's get to it. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure everyone listening is aware that this episode is going to be sensitive material. So if you are someone that can get triggered by abuse stories, please skip this episode and come back next week to listen in. Okay. So this week, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my experience as a sexual abuse victim. It started when I was about six and lasted until right before I turned 12. I do want to note that I did go to therapy when I was in my 20s, and therapy helped me to see that I wasn't responsible for that behavior and that I wasn't at fault for not telling right away. My dad allowed his stepbrother's son to live with us. There was two of them. One of them was the one who molested me. Him and my dad were quite close. They used to smoke their weed together. They used to smoke crack together. They did coke together. They read the same comic books. They listened to the same music. And they even partied together. Now, as I mentioned before, sometimes dad would leave at night, probably to go get drugs or sell drugs. But during these nights, he would leave our cousin, there to be with us. This gave my cousin the chance to come into my room at night. And he would touch me inappropriately and fondle himself in front of me. This was a regular occurrence throughout the years. Sometimes on the mornings after, my underwear would still be off and sometimes missing. So when my dad would get us up for school, he would see me with no underpants. And he would scold me and yell at me for being disgusting or for not being decent. I would get a spanking on my bare bottom for not being clothed. These mornings on my way to school, I would zone out. I would count my steps to school. I would count the cracks in the sidewalk. I would repeat my abuser's word in my head. Don't tell. No one ever believes my stories anyway. That's what he would tell me. I would count all the ways I hated my father. During the summer months when us kids would be out playing, my cousin would find ways to get me alone in the garage. Here, he would make me look at his Playboy magazines with him. He would slowly turn each page with this weird look on his face. Then he would masturbate in front of me while I flipped the pages. I was so embarrassed and I felt so gross. I hated being there. I hated those magazines. And I hated the way he went at himself. And I especially hated the way it made me feel inside. Looking back now, I didn't know how to name what I was feeling. But I do now. I was feeling violated, ashamed, embarrassed. And as a young girl, these feelings are confusing. You don't know how to name them. You don't know how to understand them. You don't know how to voice them. And these are the feelings that we try to protect our daughters from feelings. These are the feelings that we rail against as adults. And yet so many of us have felt this. And so many young women feel this now. And I want to reassure you all that you have nothing to be ashamed of. This is not your doing. And these events do not reflect who you are and who you can be. They do not reflect your worthiness and how much you matter. You can feel whole even when your body has been mistreated. When I told on my cousin, I told my neighbor, she used to allow me to come over and help her with her daughter. And I told her how he was 
violating himself and me at different times. There was this one event where in the upstairs bedroom, there was this half bath and he was showering one time and he had told me to go downstairs to get my dad's shaving cream. And I went and got my dad's shaving cream. And when I handed it to him through the door, he pulled me in. And again, he violated me. He used this episode. He used this occurrence. When I told my neighbor, my neighbor told my dad what was happening. She told me that she would protect me and that she would help me tell my dad. And my dad told me on the side, he pulled me in the bedroom later that night. And he said, don't worry, you have nothing to worry about. I'm going to take care of it. And later that night, I heard him asking my cousin about what I had told my neighbor. And he used the occurrence in the shower. He said, oh, she just saw me in the shower when she brought me your shaving cream. And my dad believed him. So my dad actually trusted this man, used his relationship with him. They're partying, partying, they're drugging, they're comic book camaraderie as a reason to believe him over me. Now, years later, when I was older, I actually told my dad this. I said, you, I railed against him and I yelled and I screamed, you never protected us as a child. And he said, well, how was I supposed to believe you? And I said, you didn't believe me because you and him were friends. And I don't know if that ever stuck with my dad. He's passed away now, so I can't ask him. But now that I'm an adult, that doesn't even matter. My innocence was stolen from me for years at a time, from my father, from my mother, and from my abuser. And I let this feeling overtake me for most of my adult life. I allowed fear to cripple me into thinking I wasn't worth anything. I gave into the lies my dad used to tell me. I gave into the cycle of abuse by abusing myself with self-hate, drugs, food, and not making a life worth living. I allowed my abuser to get away with violating my body and my mind. Even after I told on him when I was younger, when I was 12, it still continued to violate my mind in my adult years. Now, I began to know I needed therapy when something similar happened to my daughter. I was about 28 years old and she was eight. And I was seeing this guy and he spent the night. I woke up one night and he was gone. So I go to get up and go to the bathroom and my daughter's bedroom is across from the bathroom and her door is closed. And I never used to close my daughter's door when she was sleeping. So I open it and I see him making my daughter do push-ups in the dark. And so my body was screaming. Just my I remember being so tense, but I couldn't utter a sound. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. So I stood there for a second and I waited for him to see me. And when he did, he didn't say anything. He just kind of left. So I tell my daughter to get back in bed and I crawl in bed with her and I'm holding her and I'm asking her if she's okay and if anything happened and if he touched her inappropriately. She said, no, mom, he was just making me work out. No, mom, he's making me get strong. Now remember my daughter's special needs, so she didn't think that Somebody making her do push-ups in the middle of the night is wrong, per se, but she did know she fed off my energy. And so I tried to calm myself in the moment. And I just closed my eyes, and I remember just silently crying, holding her. 
And so there I was, just afraid and scared of some guy, and then I couldn't make myself confront him. I couldn't scream at him. I couldn't fight him. I couldn't tell him to get out of my house. And I thought to myself, why am I here again? What is wrong with me? Why can't I just fight this? And so the next morning, you know, he's long gone, never to be heard of again, thank God. And I went and I found a state-funded therapist. And this therapist helped me to confront my abuser. I spent a couple of months working myself up to a phone call to set myself up with a meeting with him. And you know what he said when I asked him to meet up with me? He said, I knew this day was coming. Now, I will give him credit and say that he listened to me, but that's the only credit I'm giving to him. But that doesn't mean that I healed, and it doesn't mean that my hate for him lessened. It doesn't mean that I was grateful that he met with me. It doesn't mean that any of that stuff went away. So it would take me more years of self-hate and self-abuse to actually be done with the self-deprecation before I was actually healed. And this is how life coaching helped me. I use, still to this day, the tools and concepts to heal my thoughts around how I view him now, how I view my younger self, and how I view myself from that incident with my daughter. And how I can now be assured that it's okay to forgive myself. It's okay to let go of the hatred I felt towards that abuser and that guy. And I have found worth in this work. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's worth it. I'm saying it is hard. It's going to take cultivation. It's going to take day in and day out work on your brain. And having to rewire your brain on what to think and how to think it but it's worth it. And I don't think about the whys and I don't think about what could have happened or who I could have been. And I don't try to understand it because there is nothing for me to understand. The way my cousin and the way that guy behaved and treated me and treated my daughter had nothing to do with us. The way I was abused over and over again from him does not equal a lack of worthiness for me as a young girl or a woman. Now, sometimes I can indulge in the things like, well, who would I be today if these experiences never formed me? You know, the answer I came up with is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who I could have been. It matters who I am now. I am who I am with the experiences I have, even the ugly traumatic ones. And I know that if I get to continue to choose how I think and feel about myself, And I'm always going to choose how to love myself, how to forgive myself, even when I make mistakes as a mother, even when I make mistakes about myself. And I'm always going to remember all the awful things done to me, but they're not because of me. And that's what I can remember. So everyone out there listening, I want you to know that as a young woman, as a young girl, think of yourself. And still being worthy of love. You do not lack anything because you were abused. You do not lack anything because you had trauma or abuse in your life. You do not lack anything because you're working on overcoming abuse or trauma in your life. You do not lack anything because you may have allowed something to happen to your child. Forgive yourself. Allow yourself to heal. Know that you matter and that you are worth it. Know that you can always choose to love yourself. 
know that you can always choose to forgive yourself. I hope you all have found value in this, and I want you to please come and find me at coachwithnolan.com. Let me help you overcome something from your past that may be holding you back on how to forgive yourself or how to let go of the terrible memories and how to finally love yourself. Thank you all for being here for this episode, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.